Welcome back to the Total Folks Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is a former Miss Delaware 2018, Joanna Talmo, is on the show. I am so happy to have one of our our local state title holders on the show. Um, Joanna w- had the opportunity to compete with one of my best friends, Adriana, at the same year at, at Nationals, at Miss America. So we have a great conversation talking about her, her year and competing at Nationals in 2018. So please stay tuned. She's an incredible person. I think that you can learn a lot from her, especially during these times. There's so much things that you can do to just keep your heart upward and keep things positive. So please stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it, it's such an, a pleasure to have a Delaware Miss America uh, uh, <laughs> state title holder on the on the show. Um, Thank it's you. It's always exciting to have a uh, Miss America girl on the show, especially, I would say, when it was still the original uh, concept of what the, uh, yes. the you know, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't know what... I, I don't I don't want to volunteer you to go in that conversation, but no, to, right. to, to me, um, like the competition that my friend Adriana and yourself competed in yes. was totally a different competition than what they're now doing now. To me, it's more like Shark Tank, and there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with that. And I'm definitely pro, you know, giving women more opportunities. But I think both of the competitions gave women opportunities, uh, mm-hmm. just in different different examples, you know. Yeah, I completely agree. So Adriana was my Miss Maryland. So we went to Miss America the same year and we competed for our state level competitions with swimsuit and the traditional phases that I think most people know Miss America for. And then when we went to Atlantic City that September, it had changed a little bit and there was no swimsuit. And we gave um, sort of like a statement about our social impact initiative, which used to be called Platform. We gave a short statement of that. And then this most recent year, even that changed again, just in the span of one year where they did, like you said, sort of a shark tank, kind of a TED talk sort of thing. Um, And I think the new group of women who went to Miss America this year, I thought they killed it. They handled it so well. And of course, they're all such eloquent speakers and they have really great causes that they work for. But I definitely am a little bit more partial to the sort of 1.0, the traditional Miss America. That's how it was when I started. And so that's really what I fell in love with. I think that's what most people fell in love with it. Um, right. I was really <laughs> I was really scared if um, they weren't going to have a sash. I was so thankful that um, the sash finally arrived. Um, yes. Like, um, I don't know if that was public pressure or... Um, they didn't order it in time because mm-hmm. that was just so weird to have her crown and there was no sash. It and was so different. <laughs> just it, like... was, it was very different, but I'm glad that she has one now. And I saw on Facebook, I can't remember all of the details, but I saw a few former title holders from way back um, saying that this isn't the first time 
that Miss America has had a sash, but of course that's what most of us have come to know and really love. And that's one of the iconic parts of being a title holder is your sash. Um, and that and might be absolutely correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that might be absolutely correct. But from a media standpoint, absolutely. since, since the, since the mid nineties, I, I mean, I'm 37. I can't mm-hmm. remember any of the major title holders not having a sash and that's no. even going with USA, uh, United States. Yep, everybody and, does. Right. So when you go I'm to glad see, that the, she has it now. yeah, when you go to see, when you go to the president, <laughs> when you go to the, go to the world, well, go, when you get invited to the white house, you would probably be better wearing just the sash than the crown. It probably would crown, look, absolutely. It would look a little right. awkward. So if right. she never didn't, if she, if she had no sash, then, it would be like really awkward to meet the president with this crown with the crown on. And I think I've seen um, a lot of state title holders and Miss America, you know, they have the crown pin, but sometimes I feel like that's not quite enough. I want to see something Mm -hmm. a little bit, a little bit bigger, slightly flashier, maybe not full out the crown on your head for certain appearances, of course, but I I do like the sash. I personally think the sash is really, really important. Like I honestly think you could get rid of the crown and I'm so in favor of the, of the sash that I think that former title holders like yourself should get mm-hmm. some kind of unique sash. It's like a retirement sash. So every, all cool. all retirements, all retirement title holders get the same color. So like it's all black with maybe gold and it that puts your year. Yeah. And then you would be invited every year. You'd be invited to come back and wear your sash. That would be a lot of forever, fun. you know. Because the, the cool thing about Miss America is, you know, certainly this year, but when you look, um, you know, into the early 2000s and the 90s, they have changed the lettering style um, every so often. And so it's cool that that's sort of one identifier where, okay, I know you were a title holder in this general time period because you have the blue lettering with the serif or some people had the script lettering way, way back. And there were more like swoops on it and little stars. And now it's the black lettering. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I, um, I, I, I just have some great ideas. I think that if ever, if I ever became a director, if I had, I think that, cause I, I think it's so important to honor the people that came. Your past is as important as your present. So if you don't, it's so, so funny. In um, in Delaware, some of the Forever Miss Delawares, um, I think it was last week, we all decided, we have a Facebook group and we keep in contact all the time with the former Miss Delawares. And we actually had a Zoom call um, that our Miss Delaware 2016 um, set up. And we had, we had Miss Delawares, you know, I was 2018, we had 2016 on there, 15. We had Miss Delaware's from the '90s, the '80s, and even our Miss Delaware 1966 was on the call. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm talking about. Way to stay who, connected. Who, who said? Who said you have to be a young person to know how to use a computer, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, I I really do appreciate you coming on the show, and I I wanted to bring you on specifically, like I do with all of my guests um, that are in the pageantry or actors or or um, professional athletes. Um, mm-hmm. I want you to talk about how you um, got to your goal as being a state title holder. Absolutely. So is this something that as a, as a child you were sitting mm-hmm. there watching it or was your parent, was your mom or dad telling you about this or 
Like So I definitely remember watching it when I was younger. Um, I actually grew up in Maryland, right near Towson in Baltimore County. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and then so it was definitely something that I would watch every year when it came on TV. But I was not one of those girls who grew up doing the little kid pageants or competed as a teen. One time in high school, we just got a random flyer in the mail um, for Maryland, USA. And my senior year of high school, we just kind of were like, okay, this looks fun. Let's just see what happens. So that was my very first pageant experience was with Miss Maryland Teen USA back in 2011. And what was that? What was that experience like for you? Oh, my goodness. It was so much fun. And of course, you know, USA doesn't have the talent component. So at that time, teens were allowed to actually wear swimsuit, but it had to be a one piece. And there was a restriction on how high your heels could be for your shoes since we were teens. But it was so much fun. I think there were about 85 girls the year that I competed. And it was awesome. I made the top 15, which I was not at all expecting for my first time competing. And I had a blast. So then, so mm-hmm. with no experience, no training, you made top yeah. 15. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so did you feel that that um, was just like you're destined to, to do well in this? Or did you feel that it was um, that you had put a lot of work in like, or I mean, or did you feel cocky that, you, you know, you you're like, if I worked a little harder, I could probably win this. I definitely at the time, I guess somewhere in the middle. Um, I definitely at the time thought, okay, if I worked a little harder, I, I think I could do really well. I used to be very nervous Um, speaking in front of people in a formal way, I was always very outgoing. So it's not that I didn't like to talk to people, but sort of giving presentations in class and anytime it became a more formal setting, I would get very nervous. I could tell my face would start to get hot. So I knew that if I wanted to continue, that that would be where I needed to really work the hardest. But I did that one my senior year of high school. And then just was like, okay, that was a fun experience and just sort of tabled it for a little while. And then I tried um, Delaware USA when I was a junior in college. I moved to Delaware to attend the University of Delaware for college um, and had had so much fun my senior year. My schedule was a bit more manageable during my junior year with my coursework. So I was like, you know what, let's give it another shot. And that was my first time competing in the Miss Division. And I had worked a little bit on interview, but was still definitely kind of awkward. And you, um, at this but, point, you had, you had no real experience with your current uh, title with America at all. Correct. You had, okay. And, yep, no and you were competing. Miss America. And you were, you were exclusively competing for USA just based on your previous experience with with a with Maryland and exactly I just had a lot of fun and I was like okay now I'm in Delaware for college so let's do it again because I had such a great experience the first time and then in um in that pageant Delaware USA um I made the top 13 that year and it was a much smaller group of women compared to what I had in Maryland but still so much fun I was so excited to make the top 13 and again I was pretty inexperienced. I still didn't have a coach or a trainer or anything like that. I was just going into it because I had a great time. And then even after making the top 13 there, I still didn't 
feel like, okay, I have to come back this next year. I was like, that was a fun experience. And then I just sort of continued on finishing up college and getting my degree. So if you, you weren't really dreaming of doing this as a young child Mm -hmm. and you were just like tiptoeing it in high school and then you did what was the thing drawing you back while you were going through college because college is for most people a very intense time of their life or or they try to focus on doing a sorority or doing professional you know doing athlete sports Mm -hmm. or or doing social events so what drew you to do that to skip out on that to then doing another then doing a pageant so when I went to college, I got really involved with Zumba and I became a Zumba fitness instructor. So I was sort of doing that instead of joining a sorority and of course really involved in all of my art classes and things like that. And it sounds kind of corny, but it's the truth. But I just had such a great experience with the girls I competed with in Maryland that I was just like, you know what? I have the time to do it. At that time, I had the money to do it. I was working part-time in college. And so I was like, let's just give it another shot because I had so much fun the first time. And it really was just an experience that I enjoyed being a part of. And those were people that I enjoyed being around. Even from my first pageant in Maryland in 2011, there's still a few girls who I have not seen since that day, but we still keep in touch on social media and we'll message back and forth because they were just some of the most awesome people I've ever met. Is that what really draws you back to compete and be part of the, the pageant organizations that you build that friendship with people and you're able to have that long-term connection with people? Absolutely. I think, you know, from those just two completely random experiences with USA, I met so many great people and then getting really into pageants when I moved over to competing in MAO. I mean, our class, my Miss America class from 2018 with Adriana and, you know, just honestly everybody in there, we have a group chat, a Snapchat group, a bunch of different text groups. We had a class Zoom call the other day. Our class has held, oh gosh, I want to say at least four reunions just since we went to Miss America. Like we are obsessed with each other. We just talk all the time. A bunch of them were at my wedding and my bridal shower. They're just, they're the best. (laughs) Do you feel that it's because of the level of education that, that you guys are all in the same group of you guys are pro college pro education. Is that why, or is it just because you guys were all in similar ages? Um, I think a little bit of both, of course, you know, we are similar age groups. My Miss America class, we had, um, our Miss New Hampshire, Marissa, who had literally just graduated college, uh, just graduated high school. Sorry. She was fresh out of high school. And there were some of us, like myself, who had already graduated college, but we were still all around the same age. But I think even even outside of going to college, you know, and understanding the importance of those degrees, we were all very goal-oriented women. And I think that's what helped hold it all together. Aside from, you know, of course, the shared experience of competing, these were women who 
have goals, have aspirations, and who are actively working towards them. So it's easy to have things to talk about. It's also easy to sort of keep up those friendships because when one of us gets really busy, nobody else takes it personally because we all understand that we are working towards our goals and trying to achieve these things. And then you have a really awesome cheering squad of about 50 other people, you know, cheering you on as you reach all those goals. Is it the fact, no, no. Is it the fact that the, is it the organization do you think that really um, promotes that type of competitor? Um, Or do you think it's something different? Like, do you believe that if you would have won USA, Delaware, would you Mm -hmm. still have that um, group of people that would still be so unique and be so Mm -hmm. close? I think at the, at the national level, I know um, some of the other former Miss Delaware USA girls and they're pretty close with their national class. What's really different about the Miss America organization is that most states have local titles. And so you compete at the local level and then you're with those girls all year or however many months until you get to states. So you are able to really form relationships even before you compete for your state title. Whereas for Delaware, USA, you sign up and you compete just for the state pageant and it's one weekend and, you know, you meet a lot of really great people that one weekend, but for Miss America, you have your local title and you're going to events with all of the other local title holders. And so you just get to know them a little bit more um, and for a longer period of time, I think. So basically, from what I'm drawing is that you feel that there's a, there's a long-term commitment that, that is um, building um, a friendship and a bond that in the other pageants don't do. Yeah, just from my experience, I would say that's how it seems. And I know even within my Miss America class, a lot of us are still involved with our state organizations. And I mentioned earlier about the group phone call I had with the Delaware Forevers. So it's been really nice to see how the Miss America organization, um, even at the state level, really makes those connections and honors those connections. We used to always have a Miss Delaware Forever brunch where the outgoing title holder is formally welcomed as a forever. And it's really sweet just to see those connections and to see the women coming back year after year. So you came back. Mm-hmm. competed in USA Delaware. Yep. Um, what was the decision? You, you made you made the cut, so you made the top 13. Mm-hmm. So at that point, what were you, um, did someone come out and um, ask you to compete in America? Did you make that? Did you make that decision on your own? Um, how did that all fall? Or did you compete again in USA? Um, No, so that was my last time doing USA, and then I sort of just tabled it. I was like, that was great, and then graduated, moved into a new apartment, got a job, and then it was actually um, one of, so I'm a high school art teacher, and when I started teaching at my second school, um, one of my coworkers, she had been involved in the Miss Delaware organization for Miss America, and she was talking to me about it. 
And she was like, you know, I think you would be really, I think you would enjoy it a lot. I think you could do really well. Um, and so honestly, my, in my brain and, you know, my family, we were like, okay, we're pretty much done with pageants. I thought I had gotten everything I wanted out of it. It was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. And then when she brought up the Miss America organization, I was like, okay, maybe we'll think about picking this back up. And it was only at that time, I think it's still the same, but at that time it was, you had to raise a hundred dollars for children's miracle network. And I felt that I could do that pretty easily. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for um, my first local competition, which was Miss Wilmington. And we'll just see what happens. And then I'm one of those crazy people who is sort of in the one and done club. So I competed for Miss Wilmington. I won Miss Wilmington and then was on my way to Miss Delaware. And that's the same year you won then? Um, so this was, I did Delaware USA in when I was a junior in college. And then I graduated from college in 2016. And then I competed for Miss Wilmington in October of 2017. Okay, so you you, you did. So the yep. first year that you competed in America that you won Miss Yes. One, okay. Yeah. All right. So you, it was basically a a win a wind world. Um, you didn't have yeah. an opportunity to like lose and then come back and then win to. Right. So that was my only year. So th- um, in Miss America. <laughs> so th- you you didn't really go into that, um, saying that I I'm, I'm thinking about the scholarship money because they try to promote that as the the main goal. What what were you just doing so to me to me it sounds like you're just doing for uh, shits and giggles or just for like fun (laughs) i mean i i don't mean to like sometimes people take it the wrong way when i say that but i mean no no but that's honestly um that's honestly really how it was of course you know i competed in 2017 2018 so i did still have some student loans from my undergrad so I was like, absolutely. If I end up winning, the scholarship money will be great. I definitely have somewhere where it can go to good use. Um, but that wasn't the driving factor. I just thought it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> and, you know, if, you, if you've if you got the extra time, and it sounded like right. that was, at that point you had extra, extra time, might as well yep. t- take it. Okay. Exactly. So is it is it the fact that you had done so well in the USA one and I know you said that you, you felt like you've done everything mm-hmm. that someone had came up and they basically flirted with you and said, you know, you could do really well. Is that what um, made your brain like say, well, you know, it's only a hundred dollars because um, typically, right. typically USA, uh, USA is like a thousand dollars for entry. Yes, fee, right. Exactly. So I was like, you know what, let's, you know, I did pretty well in the past when I honestly, didn't put that much effort into my preparation. I was like, so let's do the local. We'll see what happens. We'll see if I like it because that was also going to be my first time competing at Miss Wilmington was going to be my first time doing a pageant that had a talent component. So I was really skeptical as to how I would do because of the new format. But going into my local, I definitely felt a little bit more confident because number one, I was older than my previous pageant. So I knew that I had matured 
And now at that point, I was working as a high school art teacher. So I was constantly up in front of students, in front of parents, in front of other teachers talking all day, every day. So I felt much more confident in terms of the interview portion than I had in the past. So I was like, I think I could do pretty well. We'll see what happens with the local and how I feel about doing talent and then moving on to Miss Delaware. It was like you were getting five hours of training five days a week in, pr- um, in, in, front, exactly. in front of kids that don't really want to listen to you. So you have to work. Yeah, exactly. Re- <laughs> I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week. Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. What was the experience of being in an organization for the first time, mm-hmm. not having that group of friends like years prior right. and then going to States and winning mm-hmm. and then being the leader of these girls is, was yeah. that a little overwhelmed because the competing for nationals is a totally different thing, but you also right. represent Delaware. So, and, right. and you're not, you're not a native of Delaware, so nope. <laughs> so did did you feel that you also are like invading and like you know like so how did how's that experience like because sometimes that might be right. um, awkward, or, awkward or or, yeah. or just like concerning that like I'm gonna represent a state and a community mm-hmm. and friends that I don't really honestly know well. Right. Um. So when I competed for Miss Wilmington. Miss Wilmington was the very first local of the season. So I got my title very early on. Um, And luckily, because I already had my title, um, going to all of the other locals for the whole rest of the year and doing other events, I got to know the other girls in Delaware really quickly. And they were all pretty awesome people too. And they were really sweet. And they, Delaware is interesting because, you know, it's a super small state. We always, it seems like, have some girls who are attending the University of Delaware, um, going to college in Delaware, but maybe living somewhere else. There's always girls who aren't necessarily from here. So I think for the other girls, it wasn't really anything new. Our Miss Delaware at that time, Chelsea, she was a University of Delaware student who's originally from New Jersey. So they were used to, you know, the other girls were used to sort of this situation. And I think for me, preparing for Miss Delaware, I made sure that I knew the most random Delaware trivia because I was always so paranoid that somebody was going to ask me like, oh, I see you're from Maryland. What's the state beverage of Delaware? So that that was part of my preparation just in case they ever asked it, I could be like, Oh, it's milk. <laughs> well, no. And I, and that's what I was, you know, yeah. I would, I would feel so um, concerned that they would out me and be like, so, you know, you're not really an, uh, 
you're not really a native, you know, right. and that would, that would be so awkward and feel so, um, because, you know, judges can, judges can be as cruel as, uh, of course. A, a group of girls that don't, or are being catty. So you don't, you, you kind of, did you feel like you had to be on your toes? Um, a little and, bit, a little bit. And also, you know, my, if somebody ever did ask me that, I would always just talk about how when I was in 10th grade, that was the very first time I went to go visit the University of Delaware, fell in love with it, luckily got accepted to the University of Delaware. And then after graduating, I chose to not move back home to Maryland. Delaware was where I wanted to stay, where I wanted to have a job and live as an adult and really make that choice. And so one of my one of my sort of go-to interview lines um, or ideas that I would always throw in there is that, you know, everybody for the most part loves where they were born because that's what they're used to. But I have lived in other places. And so I think that gives me a unique perspective and makes me really appreciate what Delaware has to offer because I have experienced something else. And having experienced something else, I'm choosing to live here. Do you think that's what the organization at the time was really looking for was looking for new blood and someone with a fresh attitude um, that could really motivate the the state and give new candidates because mm -hmm. pageants as the state representative you have to you have to be a really good person to recruit new people i mean that's one absolutely. of the jobs too is to recruit. absolutely especially in a small state and I think it worked out nicely that I was also a high school teacher because I was around, you know, high schoolers all day, every day. So some of my underclassmen would be eligible to compete in the Outstanding Teen Program. And some of the seniors, depending on when their birthday was, were eligible to compete in the Miss Delaware Program. And so I was always talking to my students about the Miss America organization as an avenue for them to earn scholarship money. And so I think that definitely um, sort of helped my case a little bit with the judges. And I mean, clearly the judges loved you. And so you won, yeah. you won state. Yeah. And what was that experience like? Because previously, as we talked about, you said you mm -hmm. made top 15, made top 13 and yeah. you in USA. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the big defining difference? Do you, do you just think that you had everything put together? You had your speaking and, oh, we didn't even talk about it. So this, this yep. competition has a uh, talent that everyone knows about. Yes. So what was the talent component that, <laughs> that, that really made you outstanding? So, well, I did speed painting okay. for my talent. And it's funny because I feel like, with my local competition, it went great. I painted with glue, and then at the very end, I throw glitter on it so it sticks to where I painted, and it's really, really fun but really messy. And so I think that, you know, it was something new that the judges don't see that often. We did have a Delaware outstanding teen title holder who would speed paint, but it wasn't, you know, it's not singing, it's not dancing, it's not something the judges are used to seeing. But when I went to States, I remember so clearly, I was again, painting with glue, and going to throw glitter on it at the very end. But because it was a much bigger venue, of course, for States and more stage lighting that was much brighter and much hotter, 
most of my glue had already started to dry by the time oh, I threw my glitter. No. So about half of it stuck and the other half did not stick. And I remember so clearly going back very calmly, sort of half jokingly, but just walking into the dressing room and being like, all right, guys, it's been fun because I was like, this doesn't, it doesn't, it didn't look terrible, but it was not what I had planned. Um, but I really think, you know, in what we've said about when I had done the other pageants, I still going into Miss Delaware, I didn't have a coach or a trainer or anything like that, but I really was just working my butt off. You wing and- this, you're, you wing this all by yourself. Yes. <laughs> the, the dress, the, the, the walk. Um, yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I, I have um, to say you're in very rare you're in so much rare territory. That's what that's what everybody keeps telling me. So my dad is, you know, very much into working out. He goes to the gym all the time, but he works in insurance. That's not his career path. Um so he helped me out a little bit in the gym and just being like, Okay, here's you know, these machines do this if you wanna try to work this out. Um so I had a little bit of that knowledge from him, but Really, I was using almost every second that I could to my advantage. You know, my local directors were really grilling me with my interview prep. But if I was doing cardio or like, you know, riding the bike, um, the stationary bike that I have at my house, my laptop was open next to me and I was just watching old Miss Americas on YouTube from any year that I could find. I think I've seen pretty much every miss america video that is available on youtube and at the time i had an hour commute from my house to work and so what i would do i've gotten so many crazy looks on my way to work because what i would do is while i'm driving a new song would come on the radio and i would just smile in my car the whole time i'm driving and i would try to hold my smile for as long as i could until it felt like it started to get stuck and then i would just kind of you know like make a neutral face and then smile again. So I was always practicing my smiling. I was practicing my walk at home. I was working out at home. Were you getting smile headaches? Because I have cheerleader friends and they, (laughs) they, they, uh, they explain that if you, if you don't come, um, if you don't end the day with um, smile headaches, you you haven't smiled enough from a little, uh, a little bit. It definitely got to that point, but it helped me really on stage because the amount of time I would spread, I would spend practicing was so much longer than what, of course you actually need to do on stage on stage. You're just walking across for maybe a minute. Opening number might be about three minutes and for talent, you have 90 seconds. So at any given phase of competition, you're not on stage for that long, but if you practice way harder than what you're going to be asked to do, then it doesn't feel as nerve wracking. Um, and you mentioned my gown and everything earlier. So there's a boutique near me called Cecile boutique and I follow them on Instagram and, you know, had shopped there before just for like cocktail dresses and things like that. One day in like December, they posted a dress on their Instagram story. It was, I think a Giovanni that was no longer in production, but they had one. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's the dress. I need it. We have to have that one. So the next time my parents came up to visit, um, which was just a, a probably a week or so later, I was like, all right, this is the store we're going to. This is the dress I want. I tried on other ones, but I had saved that one for last. And I just, that was my dress. 
<laughs> I mean, they say that's the same thing when it comes to your wedding dress. Did you have the yes. same feeling about your wedding dress? I did. Well, actually, so I was using um, for my ceremony, I used my mom's dress and, you know, just had the sleeves cut off. But then I had a different dress for my ceremony. Um, and it was it was the first dress that I tried on. I had tried on other ones um, throughout that appointment, but it was the first one I tried on. And when you know, you know. I mean, you know, I, I always say go with your gut. So if you, yes, absolutely. you know, because, uh, usually your first impression is, is the correct impression. So absolutely. Um, and I feel like even when I describe my dress to people, I love it in pictures. I love my dress, but when you just, when I describe it, I think people were a little bit skeptical and probably a little bit worried for my judgment because so it was a high neck cap sleeve brown ombre lace dress with a keyhole in the front, which does not at all sound like anything most people pick. Um, but yeah, when I saw it, I just knew that that's, that's what I wanted. Hey, you know, sometimes you have to buck, sometimes you have to buck the, uh, the trend to exactly. get, you know, if you, if you only wear white, then yep. they're, you know, everyone's exactly the same. So even though exactly. they say white, stand out on stage. Exactly. So, um, so you're definitely, it sounds like you came in really confident. Would you, <laughs> would you, um, recommend that for other people? Do you think that it's possible genuinely to do what you did with other oh, people. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So you don't, you don't believe that you need a pageant coach or have, Not or, really. or, or do I you, think... or can I kind of like before, do you think that you should have competed in other, in other systems be, to, to be able to do what you did without doing a pageant coach, I guess. Um, I don't think you need to literally compete and I don't think you have to get a coach it's really awesome, you know, in 2020, everything that's available on the internet for free. And I think cost is one thing that definitely makes some women shy away from entering a pageant because they're like, oh my gosh, well, I need to, you know, get a coach and I need to pay all of this money. But like I said, I would watch re like old Miss America competitions on YouTube. They're on there for free. You can see the way they walk, the way they stand, the way they carry themselves. And I just had, you know, my full length mirror in my house and I would practice in front of the mirror. I think being aware of other systems is nice just to get, you know, a well-rounded view of what other sort of quote unquote pageant girls are doing and just being aware of the level of competition that you need to bring. But I think I have, I'm a big fan of note taking. I would make lists and I would make sort of timetables and countdowns and schedules for myself. I think anybody who wants to and who is willing to put in the work, you you can absolutely do it on your own. It's very, very possible as long as you're willing, you know, to smile in your car if that's what it's going to take. <laughs> well, the one thing I keep on hearing consistently with all of your uh, sister title holders or national title mm -hmm. holders is they do mention one specific thing that I think that is this magic thing that I don't think that some of the uh, local title holders that are having a hard time get over the bumble over mm -hmm. the bu um, bump is 
you mentioned it several times watching those videos is yes. there something is there something like unique that you get out of watching these older videos that are like you know in low res and like the people <laughs> are wearing outfits from the 70s like right I, is what do you what do you draw out of that because i would think that me you know like you know fashion changes so you can't mm -hmm. pull oh, from absolutely. the fat, but you clearly you know this is i've, <laughs> I've heard this 10 times now so mm -hmm. there yeah. is there's something to this and uh, specifically so is there can you describe or explain what sure. you, you said that you were you had a full-length mirror so does the pose yeah. not change is, is it that generic that if you it, if you get the pose you get the pose to a certain extent i think when you're watching the older videos you know as far back as you can find on the internet the clothes change of course some of the ideas that they're speaking on change the music certainly changes but what doesn't change is the way that all of these women carry themselves on stage and at miss america for the night that's televised you see everybody during introductions but what you really see the most are the top 10 the top five the top three and of course whoever is going to be miss america so when i would watch them i was really looking not much not so much at literally okay their feet are placed like this or they walk to the left and then do a turn it wasn't that specific but just looking at the way they carry themselves and the way they speak and just sort of even how they're holding their hands you can tell in the posture of different women and i think when you watch all of the past miss americas the way you feel looking at them and just the way their relatability comes through the TV or, you know, through the video, the way they carry themselves, that's what has really remained the same in who Miss America is, the way she's able to communicate with other people and the way she, and the way she conducts herself, honestly. Um, and so that's something that hasn't changed, whether you're watching a pageant from the seventies or you're watching um, the one that was just televised last December. I mean, I, I can't disagree with you. I, I'm more, I'm more shocked that someone hasn't really made a really awesome archive and, and made a, like a spe uh, dedicated channel that has them listed in year by year and, and like put, you know, did a really good job of rest, rest, re restoring the, uh, yeah. um, the video, because I know there's yeah, a lot of years. Really cool. Yeah. I know. Cause I know there's a lot of years that aren't up there. Um, right, absolutely. I was I was so thankful that you and my friend and I had the opportunity to witness um, basically the last real competition um, in the real theater. So, because um, yes. I don't know if they're ever going to go back to the boardwalk. So I don't know. I would like to see it go back, but yeah, I really I don't know if it will. Honestly, well, you know, at least you can say that you actually got to compete on the real boardwalk. Stage. Yes, I um, I'm a big sports fan, and um, I'm a little disappointed in what they're considering doing with baseball. They're considering mm -hmm. doing a um three three month tournament, and yep. that's not baseball. Baseball is a a very long, arduous, you know, right. so to to crown a champion based on um very uh, weak terms would not be a legit champion in my uh, termination right. so 
to get the opportunity to compete on on the stage where everyone else basically is competing must yes. have been a really exciting thing to do and you had that large stage which was so yeah. it was it was really great and it just really felt like okay we are actually going to be a part of this history you know when we were walking through boardwalk hall when we were walking along the boardwalk in atlantic city and you see that miss america statue that's there um it just really hits you that you're a part of something that has been in place for now almost a hundred years and it was really nice to see all of those iconic images and be a part of that so what is your suggestion or thought mm -hmm. based on someone who is in your same shoe mm -hmm. and they're competing i guess in maybe their second or or their their first Miss America or maybe their first first USA, and mm -hmm. they keep on getting not picked in the top five. They're and maybe they're like you like you got stuck at fifteen sixteen, mm -hmm. and then you broke out and you won. Is yeah. there any suggestions? Like, is there something that you know that it you helped yourself because you did mm -hmm. all yourself? Mm -hmm. um, do you think it was time, or do you think you learned something in those? years of, 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 of growth? It was partly time, of course, you know, depending on where a given organization is at, I think they're definitely going to be looking for a certain level of maturity for any title holder, but just making sure that you have that going into it, I think is really important. And also not being afraid of feedback. I was an art major in college. I went to an art high school we were always getting critiqued on our projects that we had spent months and weeks working on. And then we would get all of these critiques and all of these changes to make. And I think that a lot of girls and a lot of people in general view critique as something negative when really people are giving you these critiques because they want you to improve. They want to see you get better. And here's exactly how you should do it. So I think just, you know, having random family members help you with interview questions and just trying to find as much as you can online and really not being afraid of feedback and really actually taking and applying some of that feedback. Because even if your random coworkers are watching you walk, they don't know anything about pageants. But if something looks weird, something looks weird. And you don't have to know a lot about pageants to know when something looks weird. And so I think just having a wide range, you know, not being afraid to put yourself out there, not being afraid of somebody giving you a critique or a correction, um, because that's how you grow. Is that also one of the underlining things that you wanted to challenge yourself? It sounds like you're constantly wanting to challenge yourself, you yeah <laughs> you're 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 doing a role that's very challenging teaching other mm -hmm. people yes is i would say the ultimate you know challenging because you, <laughs> you have to motivate a generation that you right. are not affiliated with and right. you have to motivate them without alienating without mm -hmm. so is yeah, I, I like a good challenge. I really like setting goals for myself and being able to reach those goals. And I'm also, I think at the end of the day, I'm just very much a people person. I could not picture myself sitting 
just in a little cubicle by myself, not talking to anybody else all day. So with pageants and of course with teaching, I like being able to talk with other people about what I'm thinking. I like hearing what they're thinking, what gets them excited. And I think that's also really important for a title holder because, you know, you're not just up there to look pretty in a sash and crown. They want to see someone who's going to be able to go out into the community work with these different charity organizations to help get girls excited about potentially competing themselves. They want someone who is engaging as their representative. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, so this is the portion of the show where I let my lovely guest um mention anything that we didn't go over and uh i really thank you for for coming on the show so is there anything oh no um (laughs) is there anything that is going on in your life or um that you want to promote i know that we're going through um this horrible um disease right now yeah so yeah just it's been really interesting to me um on social media i've seen so many people still posting about hanging out with friends or getting together for like a craft day and people are still going out, which I don't understand. Um, I have a lot of friends and my two of my college roommates who are working as nurses right now and just other healthcare professionals. And they will tell you this is not something to take lightly. So I just would really like everybody out there to do what they can, stay home, crafting or you know just seeing somebody that you haven't seen in a couple weeks is not essential um stay home do your part (laughs) i'm so with you on this um i i just yesterday saw one of our current local title holders in maryland post Mm -hmm. her spring break and Mm -hmm. she claims that she didn't know anything about it but i mean we, we all know that they were talking about this in december so right i felt it was so to be a local title holder and you posted it and then you act naive, I just, I'm like, I'm yeah, like, you, you have rep- to be really you careful, have, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, you represent so many young people, people, young people right. only listen. It's hard for a 37 year old to dictate to a 20 year old, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you understand that it's hard for yeah, a 20 year old to dictate to to a 19 year old. So yep. if the, if the 20 year old is not willing to, to tell the other 20 year olds, I don't know how we're going to really, um, win this disease. And it's hard for people that feel that they're, uh, invincible. Yes, so. it really is. And, you know, I have a lot of friends, like I said, who are working in healthcare, who still has to go to work every day and just hearing about their crazy hours and now their crazy work environment. And then also, even outside of that a little bit, you know, I have students who are seniors this year and we don't know for sure yet if we are going back to school later this year. Right now we're doing online learning, 
but seniors who have been going to school for 12 years now and are expecting to have their prom and their graduation, now they can't. And so people just not taking this seriously while we are at home, that's not helping the situation and helping anything get back to normal any faster. I mean, I think we... I, I think it would be so awesome if if we could really promote to get these younger kids to think outside the box. I mean, yes, yep. you might not be able to do a physical prom, but there's no reason why we can't do a virtual prom and still have that as much so cool. and still have as much fun. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you heard of these virtual nightclubs where everyone dresses up? No. So everyone dresses up like you're going out to the club. And you have a good time and everyone, and then you get a DJ and the DJ actually mixes and then you get up and you dance. And then there's, you know, because zoom has that chat. I know exactly. So, you know, I, I think that, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting just, you know, watching all of this go on and seeing some people come up like with what you just mentioned with really creative solutions. So hopefully that aspect will continue, but I hope everyone, really can do their part a little bit more so than what I've been seeing on social media, at least. Um, so that, you know, we can sort of get all of this under control. But other than that, you know, I'm just, I'm doing online learning with my students and posting activities for them to do while they are home and, you know, just hoping. And how's that, how's that working normal. for you? Is it it's feel been... weird as a teacher doing a that little bit. Of- and so I teach art. And so my challenge really has been to think of assignments that all of my students are going to be able to do at home because some of them are really into art and I know they have a bunch of art materials at home. Some of them I know, of course, it's an elective. I know they're just in my class for a graduation requirement and they don't have a whole bunch of paint at home. They're not sketching in their free time so really trying to come up with assignments that i know anybody can do um now is delaware also what's delaware's um um unemployment or uh or not unemployment but people that are 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 at the poverty level is it do you guys have a huge poverty level too so does that really it really depends where you are. So the school district that I'm teaching in right now, some of our students do come from the city of Wilmington. And so you do see a little bit more of that um, in certain areas. So that's also, of course, a challenge even during the regular school year is that sometimes I might have a few students who aren't able to get things on their supply list. And so, of course, there's ways that we work with them. And I usually have extra things in my art supply room. But now that we're home, Um, and all of my students are just at home. Normally when we come into class, I have charcoal and I have paint and I have all of the materials that they're going to need. But now at home, I'm assuming most of them will have at least pencil and paper. So we're doing a lot of assignments related to that. And now is a good time for me to work in some art history and some of the more research, I guess, type of assignments. But what we have found is that a good number of our students, fortunately, are able to access the online resources. Right now, teachers in my district are not grading any of the new online work we've put out yet because what we know is that some students in our district and in my high school don't have internet access at home. So they've been trying to come up with a way to make sure that they are able to get 
learning resources. So we're still seeing what that will look like. Um, but we do have a lot of different sites where students can still go and pick up free school lunches and free meals um, and even things not related to a particular school or school district. There's a library pretty close to my house and I've seen them doing a, like a drive through food donation pickup kind of thing every day for people in the community. Um, so it's been nice to see people come together in that way, but it definitely poses a challenge for learning. Does that break your heart being a teacher and, you know, dedicate, dedicate yourself? Like, cause most kids that are, are on the poverty level that their mm-hmm. only meal is the, the meal they get from school. Right. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely sad to see, especially when you really get to know all of the kids and they're so sweet and, you know that sometimes, okay, they might not have the homework that you assigned or they might not be the most focused in class because they have so much else going on outside of school. So I was very happy to see all of the school districts around here um, have multiple sites for kids to still be able to pick up meals. And so at least there is that still continuing among all of the craziness. And I would imagine that, you know, we... I'm sure have some families in our school district who might have parents who are already working potentially a minimum wage job. And those jobs maybe now have cut back if they or their parents were working in a restaurant right now, our restaurants are doing only carry out. So they don't need all of the hostesses and the waiters and the bussers that are normally employed. So I'm glad that there are still these food um, free food options available during this time in particular. I know it's, um, it's very scary, um, to know where alone to know where you're going to sleep one night or or alone, you're going to, where you're going to get your next meal. So, um, well, um, I appreciate you doing, uh, fighting the the good fight and really (laughs) trying your hardest to educate, everyone um being a teacher being a teacher is definitely um the hardest thing that you can ever do i i Mm -hmm. wish that we would um honor our teachers more like we do other other categories because to be honest you make a larger impact on society than certain different categories do so Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah, I think now it'll be interesting to see if any of that sort of changes when we come out of this social distancing, because I know, you know, now parents who are having to sort of homeschool their kids or help with their learning at home, I think they're getting a little bit of of a different perspective of what teachers go through. And of course, that's just dealing with their own children and not a classroom of about 30. So we'll see if some of those perceptions start to change a little bit. Well, I know that when, um, when my grandmother, my grandmother was born in 1937 and, Mm -hmm. um, she was so traumatized as a child that she would store, um, barrels of money, jars of money. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a generation of kids that feel that they're always not insured and always feeling so maybe we'll have a generation that is more uh save conscious based on that would be nice than 
the previous generations that have let's buy everything and credit everything, you know. Right. So, so. well, absolutely. I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much and for having me. It's it's always um always a pleasure to talk to a state title holder and especially <laughs> someone I I didn't know that you won on your first try. Yes. I would say congratulations <laughs> on that. That's so Thank exciting. Thank you. So, um and congratulations on the new house and thank you so much I, i'm sure you know you just got married but i'm sure yes. new, more things will be coming down the road so yes when those <laughs> things happen please i would i would love for you to come on the show and talk about them okay oh, absolutely well thanks for coming on the show thanks for having me thank you so much joanna for coming on the show um i really appreciate you um, just giving us, us all some more insight on your pageant career and how you transitioned from Maryland and Delaware. And, and it seems like you're just absolutely excelling. And it's so, um, amazing to see someone so much a superstar doing so well. And I just want to commend you for working hard and getting everything you want in life. And, just continue doing what you do right, um, and you'll definitely make a difference in people's life. I want to thank everyone for continuing to giving us thumbs-ups and likes and giving us feedback, even if you're giving us a thumbs down. Everything is an appreciated feedback, and we appreciated everything. Don't forget, we also have a movie review show called The Movie Breakdown with my co-host, Ivan Carlos. We really appreciate you guys. If you've got some movie ideas that you would like us to review while we're all in quarantine, just let us know. And as always, please stay tuned.